All right. Welcome, Georgia, to the AWPT podcast. I'm so excited to have this um, conversation. I've been looking forward to this all day. Um, so tell the people a little bit about what you do. Thank you for having me. I am a health and mindset coach, although it doesn't feel saying health and mindset coach is really just such the surface of what I do. So it never feels like enough. Mm-hmm. But what I do is really look beyond the surface level. So a lot of women come to me with a poor relationship with food, poor relationship with self, body. And what I have found within my years of being a coach, I was a PT at a gym. I'm now working fully online, doing more of the mindset. And what I've found that when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to a poor relationship with food, it's never the food itself. So I would always be giving meal plans, calories, macros, et cetera, but it wasn't hitting the depth that I wanted it to. So for me, it's really diving deep into the root cause of what is triggering that poor relationship with food, the emotional eating, the restricting, whatever that may be. And being able to release that, being able to go deep, because when you release those deeper parts of you, when you see those deeper parts of you, your shadows, your wounds, that's when you can be free of the control of food, of Maybe it's training, maybe it's money, like any external thing. Wow. I love that. (laughs) That is awesome. Um, So how did you get into like personal training? Um, And I'd love to hear a little bit about your own like kind of spiritual journey. Yeah, it's been a really big involvement. I started as a PT probably nearly four years ago now. So I got into PT from a very wounded place. I really wasn't happy with myself or my body. So I would be in the gym for like literally four hours a day. I would be restricting my calories heavily, doing all of the things I thought was healthy. Like I genuinely thought that was like the way of living. That's what it should be. So that really, yeah, that was my whole life. So PT was like, just the calling for me it's just what I wanted to do and that's what I wanted to help people with as well but you can only ever coach people to the level you're at as well so obviously starting PT then it was very about the physical very yeah like restricting counting calories getting people to hustle in the gym and as I started to evolve as I started to realize like this isn't it this isn't everything because I would be restricting binging restricting binging I'd put on like 10 kilos within three weeks and then like hustle to lose it. And it would just be this constant cycle. So it got to a point where I was like, this is just not healthy. Like I kind of hit rock bottom and I was like, shit, I have to do something about this. And that's when I started looking beyond food and going into personal development and doing things to better myself. So that evolved into slowly evolved into what I'm doing now. And yeah, I just got to the point where I realized food and training like is not everything we need. We need everything. We do need food and training. Like we need that physical, but we need a beautiful balance of everything. So yeah, that's what really sparked me to be where I am now. Spiritual journey wise, that's been the most massive thing for me. It's what's created so much growth how I got into spirituality, like this spiritual journey, 
there wasn't like a pinnacle moment. It was just knowing that there's more and just feeling like there's more and feeling like I was just playing really small. Like there was just so much more I could be doing and so much more I could be opening up to. So that kind of sparked my curiosity. And that's when like, you know, listening to podcasts, doing all of that development stuff. And I started to hear other people when I was like, wow, like they're doing this, they're open to this. And yeah, that kind of just sparked it all. And since then it's been, yeah, it's been a big rapid growth, especially just over like the past year. Yeah. That's amazing. Cause I mean, yeah, like I was saying before, I've been following you for a few months now. I just like love everything that you stand for. And um, I think it's amazing how as coaches, we sort of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like we learn from our own journeys and that's how the sort of like the niche, I guess, that we like kind of, uh, um like fall almost into like you want to help people that struggled with the same things that you kind of struggled with um and I think that's really beautiful to be able to give back that knowledge and just help women um because I do like quite a similar sort of thing like I help a lot with like confidence and like mindset um and that kind of thing and it's just beautiful so um I would love to know like where the need to like help people like that sort of um yeah came from Mm. yeah like you said like coming from my own journey and what I went through because it's like when you go through those things which I'm so sure so many people listening can relate like when you're at rock bottom when you're feeling like so controlled by food you just feel out of control like you just don't feel good you just feel like I felt so depressed I felt so shit and you just don't want anyone else to feel like that and it's like you get to a point where you evolve and now I've never felt so fucking amazing with my body life business everything it's like you just want people to feel that way because you know that you can get there and you know you can feel amazing that life can be magnetic and I just want everyone to be able to feel that because I know what it's like to be in both situations. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. How beautiful. Um, And now this is about, this is a little bit of my own selfish gain. I heard you mention that you did ayahuasca Mm. on your, on your podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what that experience was like? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's really challenging to kind of summarize, but Ayahuasca is a plant medicine, so it's all the way from the Amazon. It's just from a root, like a natural, a natural plant, and it's been used for centuries and centuries and centuries, like way, way back. It's a very sacred spiritual thing. So, yeah, I've been on a big spiritual journey and I've been very open to source, very open to all of that, so it just felt like a beautiful next step. Mm-hmm. and yeah like it's a it's a psychedelic experience you experience a lot of visuals and you experience so much that I can't even put into English the human brain cannot comprehend so going through that journey yeah created a lot for me that was only a few weeks ago oh, and wow. within the past, yeah within the past few weeks I've just had 
massive, massive growth because what ayahuasca does, it's called mother ayahuasca. So she is a very feminine plant medicine. What she does is she shows you what you need to see, what's holding you back, what's stopping you. So I've, I'm sure this is a good gateway to talk about it, but feminine and masculine energy has been something I've been really, really honing in on because it holds so Mm. much power. And what came up for me in my ayahuasca ceremony was really healing the masculine. So it's been a journey I've been on for about a year healing the masculine, but yeah, not as intense as mother ayahuasca brought up. So yeah, Mm. I had a lot of wounds around my dad, not being loved and seen by my dad, which trickled into men. And I never mm. felt fully loved, fully seen by men, which then caused me to have a really unhealthy relationship with the masculine, which shows up in business as well, because the masculine is not just male, it's like structure, it's discipline. So if you think about even going to the gym, if you don't have a healthy relationship with the masculine, you'll either be over-disciplined or you'll have no discipline. And I wasn't going to the gym for ages because I just like didn't want to. So I just didn't mm. do it. But that was my relationship with the structure. Same with food. If you have an unhealthy relationship with the masculine, food is going to be, yeah, either very strict, like that counting calories and feeling guilt if you go over, or it could be the other way, just like no structure, completely overeating, eating foods that don't serve you. So healing that has been, yeah, this caused so much growth and just really balanced my whole life together in every single aspect. Yeah, I can only imagine, um, like you said, like how much of an impact, you know, like how many things that would have had like a ripple effect Mm on, like you said it, um, having a wounded masculine or a wounded feminine can like trickle into work, it can trickle into fitness. Um, So how would you, um, or what advice I should say, would you give like business owners listening, like how can they tap into their feminine and then um their masculine energy Mm, yeah it's really important to know that you do need a beautiful balance of both when you see people talking about feminine and masculine a lot of a lot of women talk about stepping into your feminine and it's really easy to think that you just need to step into your feminine and it doesn't matter about the masculine we need to be able to heal both energies in order to have that beautiful balance so like For example, when it comes to work, owning a business, you need to structure your days, right? And you need to, yeah, booking clients, whatever that may be. And then the feminine can flow throughout that. So like, for example, this podcast, we had the structure of booking it in. And sure, there's a few questions, a few structures there, but we're just flowing through it. I'm just flowing. I'm just like allowing and trusting and surrendering to myself. So without that, we become very imbalanced. But what happens when we have a unhealthy relationship with the masculine, we don't feel safe to be in our feminine. So we don't trust ourselves. We don't feel that safety within our body, within expressing ourselves, setting boundaries, all of that good stuff. So when we have that unhealthy relationship with the masculine, we put up this masculine shield. We put up this like brick wall because we don't feel safe to drop into our feminine, to be vulnerable, to be open. So that's when you find you're kind of like on autopilot. It's like you don't really let anyone in, even with business, like keeping really, really busy 
all the time, but actually procrastinating and not actually like making really big progress. It's like having to always do and having to always distract yourself, not being able to sit with yourself and allow, not being able to, yeah, be vulnerable with people, open up on a deep level, feel your emotions, allow people to see your emotions. So then you're just acting out of a very wounded place all the time. It's very like leading with your ego. So playing your life out out of fear rather than listening Mm. to your intuition, rather than listening to that love. Yeah. Wow. Because I imagine um, that would be, that would drain a lot of energy when you're go, 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 go all the time. Um, Like you said, allowing yourself to just flow when you, when you need to, like, I know that I have a very bad habit of sometimes I'll just, it'll only take me one second to like reply to a client, but say if it's like on a Sunday or something, you know, Mm -hmm. just allow yourself to, you know, you're not, the client will still be there. You can Mm -hmm. reply to them in the morning. Um, Yeah. So what would you um, say for like males listening? How do they uh, like tap into their feminine is it, I guess is it like this it's the same right or yeah yeah well they can definitely have a wounded feminine as well and where these wounds come from where our wounded energies come from is the models that we had of the feminine and masculine when we were younger so usually looking at like mum and dad or our guardians whoever that is but I'm just going to say mum and dad for the sake of it so if Being a male, if your feminine model, your mother, say, was very, like, closed off, very withdrawn, wasn't open, wasn't in her divine energy, he, the masculine, is going to have a very skewed idea of what the feminine is. He's not going to feel safe to be in his feminine. He's not going to feel safe to open up. So that's going to cause that that wounding of having to be that, like, strong man, having to not show emotions, having not to yeah, have that soft side because the masculine is strong. He leads, he's very grounded, he's very decisive, but he's also very vulnerable, very open and feels safe to be that gentle side as well. Same with women. If your masculine figure was, again, withdrawn or didn't give you the love that you needed, doesn't necessarily, like my relationship with my dad, he's amazing. He never did anything wrong. It's just how I perceived him. Mm. I didn't feel like I got all the love that I always wanted. I didn't get everything I needed. I didn't, I wasn't fully seen. I wasn't fully heard. I couldn't fully open up to him because he's just like emotionally not open. And it's like nothing has to happen in particular, but it's just how you perceive those models as well. So then you go in and you think, oh, well, the masculine shut off. Like I can't open up to the masculine. I can't you know, do this, do that, be safe around men. And that's what causes our woundings. Yeah. Wow. And I guess, as you said, you know, as a child, you don't really have the, mm. um, the understanding of, well, maybe that's just the way that my dad is, or maybe yeah. something happened to my mom for her to be uh, mm-hmm. withdrawn. Um, but I think it's really beautiful that as you age or as, yeah, as you get older and wiser that you can, start to notice those triggers and become aware of, um, I guess, like how it's affecting you in, in life. Um, so how would you, 
like recommend people maybe uh, is it just about like becoming aware of your triggers um Mm -hmm. to healing your energies yeah 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 I think starting with the models that you grew up with the feminine and masculine models and really being aware of what patterns they played out being aware of how you perceived them growing up and yeah stringing those patterns into now because even with women even with relationships if you haven't cut cords with your father figure with the masculine every relationship you have is actually going to mirror your father which when you think about it it's just really gross like you're just dating your dad (laughs) (laughs) so if you're not if you're not healing that it does actually become really problematic you're just going to attract men that have the same traits you're going to attract men to fill that void that you didn't get from your father so you're going to yeah so I remember being in a relationship and it was like looking back at it it was literally just my dad because I didn't feel that love from my dad I was seeking it so hard from him he was much older and I would do everything to just like get attention to be fully seen I would be constantly starting fights so I could get attention in an unresourceful way and I was playing out these patterns, which unconsciously, if you're not aware, you don't realize. So you're just on autopilot and you're just attracting those unresourceful behaviors, relationships in. And that flows into business, that flows into, flowed into my food, how I felt around my body. Very, very insecure. So it wasn't until I had the awareness that like, fuck, I have a very unhealthy relationship with the masculine. I'm very attached to my dad very attached to what he didn't give me and it wasn't until I was aware and I was able to cut that off that I was able to be free from Mm -hmm. all of that wow isn't it crazy how you don't even realize that you're attracting you're like Mm. uh, and like mirroring like how you need to heal and until you become aware of it it's like whoa what like yeah it's crazy that's wow and so yeah it's the same it's the same with business though we like as business owners if we have this void we need to fill if we have things we need to heal a lot of the time we try to heal it through business so it's like even clients like if you feel like maybe you have have a problem with abandonment or maybe you didn't get the attention you wanted when you were younger we'll try and get that through clients like we'll overcompensate I used to do that a lot I used to check in with my clients all the time and I created such a codependent relationship which was really fucking unhealthy it was like an anxious attachment to my clients because I was trying to heal what was wounded within me so yeah until you detach from all of that you're going to be seeking that in the most unresourceful ways and it's just yeah it's it's not healthy whatsoever yeah no and so how do you begin to detach maybe this is a good lead into like maybe daily nourishment rituals that you use I mean meditation you're able to just like sit in stillness and like go inward is it um like do you do like much like mirror work or yeah what yeah do you, yeah There's so many things I could say to do, but it's like sometimes saying do this, do this, do this, do this is 
a very masculine, like mm-hmm. wounded masculine thing. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of people journal and a lot of people meditate for the sake of journaling and meditating. It's like they schedule it in in the morning and they have to do it for the sake of doing it. And it actually takes away the potency and what you actually get out of it. So the biggest thing to start being aware and starting to like really truly heal is it sounds so simple, but is to just be, is to go inwards because we cannot discover what we need to hear, what we need to know, what our wounds are, what our shadows are, if we don't actually go inwards. So if we're living life on autopilot, we're allowing our ego to play out. So that's our ego is like those intrusive thoughts, overthinking, if we're in that state, if we're in that state of fight or flight as well, it's actually really hard to drop into your intuition. It's really hard to drop into your own divine guidance. So by being still, meditating is amazing. Breath work, like whatever that is for you, maybe it's just sitting there. By peeling back that layer of your ego, peeling back that layer of overthinking, the stress, you'll be able to discover what you need to discover within Mm -hmm. because no external thing is actually going to help you until you understand what's truly going on. Yeah. Yeah. So say, for example, when you are, like you said, um, noticing lots of thoughts racing through your mind or Mm -hmm. when you're um, overdoing like at work, just, be just like yeah like yeah yeah ground if you think of ego ego is being very in your head so ego is heightened it's like a state of stress it's like high and then grounded your intuition is low it's like in your stomach it's being very grounded closer to the ground right so if you think of if you're in your ego if you're in that state of stress you're going to be very heightened so literally just anything to ground yourself down and drop into your intuition. So like breathing into your stomach, so simple, but like a few deep breaths can really allow you to just drop and yeah. sit and be with yourself. I literally, as you said that, I took like a deep breath into my belly. Yeah, I saw that. Already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say to people who may find it very hard to just be to just um to Mm. meditate and things like that yeah it can be really challenging and what helped me the most with meditating is knowing that meditation isn't meant to be to be completely still like you don't have to meditate to think absolutely nothing meditating to me is like I said peeling away that ego and getting divine guidance. So when I'm meditating, I'm always having thoughts, always, but they're the most beautiful thoughts and they're exactly what I need. Yeah, sure, sometimes your mind will still be racing, but just practice, like just start with 10 minutes every day. Start with a guided meditation. You can literally go on YouTube and search like beginner seven-day meditation and do that for a week. And the more you practice, it's like, It's like being in the gym, like growing a muscle, right? The more reps you do, the more you focus, the more it's going to grow. The more repetitions, the more growth. Same with meditating. It's like a muscle you have to train in your mind. The more you do it, the more easily it's going to flow to you. 
and just drop any expectations of it because it's a time for you. How one person meditates isn't how you have to meditate. We're all such different human beings. Yeah, so true. Because I've had, um, it is something that I recommend to a lot of clients and a lot of them like, I don't know how to meditate or it's my mind is racing or yeah, just like you said, there's no like, in my opinion, there's no right way to mm-hmm. meditate. Um, yeah, everyone is different and you have to find what works for you. And sometimes even like going for a walk or doing some yoga is like an active form of meditation. Um, yeah. So how do you implement these like kind of tools with your clients? Mm, yeah. At the start, when clients first start with me, it is a matter of having that structure and having that masculine. So making sure it is scheduled in and making sure it's non-negotiable. But a beautiful way to balance the feminine and masculine is, like I said, with journaling and meditation, sometimes if you're like, okay, I have to do this at 6 a.m. every morning and then you do it for the sake of doing it, it loses that feminine flowy spiritual touch so it's like okay schedule it in make it a non-negotiable schedule it in from like anywhere between 6 a.m to 8 a.m if you have the time use your feminine to choose where that feels good or make it a non-negotiable for the day whether you do it at morning or nighttime doesn't matter allow the feminine to choose that what feels good but then it's like having the masculine to have the discipline to actually do it It's the same with going to the gym. It's like you can, you know, schedule in the gym for 6 a.m. in the morning, say 30 minutes, but then allow the feminine to be like, okay, well, I want to do my programmed weight session or maybe I actually want to go to the beach and go for a walk or go outside and go for a walk and allow your feminine to choose that and flow through it. So Mm. it's like having the masculine structure but also having trust in yourself and surrendering that you will choose the right path within that. Yeah. And now I'm like analyzing myself because I know that I used to to hate, like if I scheduled something at a particular time, it like, I don't know, it gave me like anxiety of like, Ugh, like, so mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what parts of myself I have to heal. Like, I wonder why. Um, yeah. But do you get what I'm, I'm saying? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like an unhealthy relationship with the masculine structure can be used to like overcompensate. So like in business, for example, you may book so many things in, maybe you like book more clients and you can handle or everything has to be like really structured every single bit of your day because without that structure, you don't feel safe because you don't feel safe in your feminine and the feminine is flowy. So without the structure, you would actually have to like flow and trust yourself and surrender. And if you don't feel safe doing that, that's really, really uncomfortable. Mm. And then it's like on the other end, maybe you don't structure at all and you're just like off with the fairies and you're so far in your Mm -hmm. feminine, just like flowing about. I've done that for so long. I did that in my business for like, I think it was literally six months. I didn't do any work because I was just so far in my feminine but it was like a very wounded state because I didn't have a healthy relationship with the masculine to ground me. Yeah. So it's important, like you said before, to have the, the balance of, mm-hmm. of both. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what is your approach to nutrition? Mm. My approach to nutrition is very intuitive. So it's eating out of love 
And what that looks like is doing the deeper work first, because it's like saying, say if you have a client come to you and they've been counting calories their whole life and they're very structured, like that, very masculine. If you said, okay, well, I want you to intuitively eat, intuitively eat, they're going to be like, fuck, they're going to like freak out and they're probably going to just eat everything or just not eat anything at all. And it's going to be purely eating out of fear. It's not even going to be eating out of love because our intuition is love. And same thing, if you have someone that has no idea about nutrition, no education on it, and you say, okay, we're going to intuitively eat, they're not going to know what that is. Like intuitive eating to them could be eating three blocks of chocolate a day. So it's really important to, for me, to allow clients to tune into their intuition, to start loving themselves first to a degree and loving their bodies first to a degree so they respect their bodies, so they want to nourish their body. And every food choice they make, it's like, okay, is this out of fear or is this out of love? So, for example, it's not that, like, chocolate is off, like, off plan, like you can't have chocolate, but it's like if you're going to have some chocolate, is it out of fear because you're just craving it and it's just your ego talking to you and it's just autopilot or do you genuinely like really want chocolate and that's going to be nourishing for you because you're respecting and loving yourself and you're actually going to sit down and mindfully eat take your time to enjoy it and then move on or is it going to be like a mindless fear state so really questioning really mindful eating as well being mindful of the food before you even eat putting respect into the food before you even eat because mindful eating starts with the preparing of the food so it's even like are you just rushing dinner are you just smashing it together so then you just have something and then you're sitting down to eat and you're on your phone the whole time or watching tv and then you finish eating and then you're hungry like 30 minutes later because you actually haven't given your body time to be like your brain to be like, Hey, we're eating. And then your gut's actually not digesting everything. And then you're just constantly in that state of fight or flight ego. And we never listen to our intuitions. So it's really being mindful, like starting with self being aware of self. So like I said, being even meditating, dropping into that state, allowing that to flow into food, being mindful within food, Because if we're in a state of autopilot, we're going to eat out of a place of stress, which never serves well. And then also having structure, also having that masculine structure. So having non-negotiables, maybe it's like every client's different. Maybe it's having two different colored vegetables in three meals. Maybe it's having to have protein in each meal like every meal should be balanced as well with protein carbs and fats but how you do that intuitively up to you yeah I think that's amazing so a lot of it is like educating on like health over restriction because I think that's something Mm -hmm. that as women that's what we see all the time um you know fitness magazines saying you have to eat 1200 calories to lose weight or meal replacement shakes and things like that so it's it's really like no wonder why a lot of women have a Mm. bad relationship with food so I think it's amazing that you know like we have so much power to to 
heal their relationship with food and like the things that like we're teaching them are things that they can carry with them for their whole life Mm. um and that can just like completely change like like you said like a lot of us are in that fight or flight state all the time so Mm. just coming back down and grounding yourself and eating out of love and enjoying the chocolate because like I'm I'm a massive foodie like food is meant to be enjoyed it's social it's things like that I just yeah that's just amazing I think that's a really beautiful approach yeah it's what creates lifelong change like you said it's like unlearning all that conditioning that we've been brought up to believe because yeah we've been surrounded by diets by keto paleo like me growing up that's what I fell into that's what I thought I had to do so it's it's really challenging to unlearn that because it's so it's so ingrained into our mind and it can be really challenging to trust ourselves to eat out of love as well so it's like that's why that deep work and those those habits are so needed counting calories like it still serves such a great purpose but Mm. it's always going to be temporary yes I think that's important. Um, so a lot of like how I like to structure with clients is like, we'll, I recommend like tracking for at least like a couple of months just so mm-hmm. they can learn, yeah. um, you know, how many calories or not really calories, but like how much protein, fats and carbs are in each food, mm-hmm. how to create a balanced meal. Um, but again, it's important to, I guess, to teach that, you know, like there are no such thing as good or bad foods, but mm. always I think like a big emphasis on health is um, is amazing. And I, I don't know if it's just the people that I follow, but I feel like I've seen such a big shift in the fitness, like health kind of, well, I wouldn't even call it like a fitness industry now. I feel like it's leaning more towards like that health side um, which I think is amazing because I think that's really what we need um, in the world right now. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It really depends on the people you're following as well. Like someone listening yeah. to this could be so in the yeah. industry and be like, well, I'm not seeing that. But yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so do you have any more advice for coaches like on regards to like working with female clients or maybe um like advice as business owners or anything like that mm, so much yeah the most important thing that I've found like working with women as a coach is yeah how deep we are as humans like it's never just the physical it's so important to look at the spiritual energetic body the emotional body and the physical body so it's like if you're just giving that physical just giving like say the meal plan how is someone actually going to stick to that meal plan and feel satisfied when they hit their weight goal whatever it is Mm -hmm. if they haven't done the emotional mental work And then if you're not tapped into spirituality, I think that's a massive part a lot of people are missing. Spirituality, just even meditating, journaling, that opens up so much and it opens up a deeper part of you. Having that beautiful balance 
is what creates and completes someone. Because it's like, if you're just focusing on the physical, you're not fully completed. You're not fully in your divine feminine energy, divine masculine energy. If you're just focusing on the emotional and spiritual, you're not going to have the physical structure. So like I was talking about in business, just like floating Mm. around for six months and not actually doing anything. It's like when you have that beautiful balance and especially having structure within your business, it's so easy to be the magnetic feminine energy that you need, whether this is males or females, because the feminine is what attracts in the clients. The feminine is what attracts in the abundance, the impact. But by having the structure there, whether that's like backend systems, email set up, onboarding set up for clients to come in, um, planning content, whatever that is, then you can just flow, then you can be magnetic, then you can be you because it's not necessarily like what you're teaching that attracts people in it's like you and it's your energy behind it and if you're fully embodied in that people pick up on that and they're just like everyone I work with doesn't even a lot of the time they don't really know what they're signing up for they're like I just feel drawn I just feel called to work with you and that's that's what attracts people in it's the energy yeah wow that must be such a nice feeling like when someone says that that's beautiful Mm, yeah but it just gets to a point where you're just like yeah like of course of course it's that way yeah Yeah. that's beautiful and I think yeah because women are such intuitive creatures Mm. I think it's would you say it's like giving them their like power back in like a sense or as a coach Mm. yeah it's education through um, journaling through meditation through teaching yeah the biggest thing for me it's like allowing women to come home to themselves because we try to find ourselves so much we try to find how to you know create this much money in our business do this do that but it's like until you actually come home to yourself you're forever going to be looking if you're trying to find something find yourself you're going to manifest the finding So you're going to be on this like wild goose chase your whole life, looking to the external. How can I make this money? How can I get these clients? How can I do that? And you're actually getting further and further and further away from your truth and your power. So it's like coming home to yourself, coming back to that. That's what allows you to, I don't know, make those 10K months, have X amount of clients. Yeah. And so would you say like that's coming from, well, I like, again like you were saying before a lot of what is portrayed in society and media etc is that we are always lacking something Mm. so that's why we might like feel the need to always um overgive or make a certain amount of money or and things like that Mm. yeah because we believe we are lacking so Mm. it's that like catch 22 if it's like if you don't come back to yourself and start healing those parts of you that are wounded aka lacking you're going to try and get what you're lacking through other things through that external and it's like once you become complete and whole within yourself you'll no longer feel that comparison like looking at other business owners I used to do this all the time I just like have business owners on Instagram and it's like, oh, well, they're doing so well. How come they are doing this? How come they can have that? And I'd be so focused on that and how I could get that, that I wasn't tuning into my truth. 
when like all along the reason they had that success is because they were so tapped into themselves and they were being magnetic and they were embodying. But by focusing on them, by focusing on the comparison, what I can do, I wasn't embodying. I was moving away from it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that I used to do a lot myself. Um, but now I always, like when I see other coaches winning, I'm like, hell yeah, like go, go girlfriend, that's amazing. Like I, I think it's important, that. yeah, to celebrate um, – yeah, to celebrate other, I don't know how to say this, but like to celebrate other people's success. Um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But um, anyway, where can people uh, find you, Georgia? Over on Instagram at Georgia Simichek. I'm sure it will be put below somewhere. I have my own podcast, the Evolvement Project podcast. I, yeah, have lots of things about to be released and coming out, a lot of things on feminine and masculine energy, a program on that. Um, yeah, everything will be there. You can find everything Awesome. There. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. That was amazing. Thank you for having me.